Hello everyone, this is your host Ramakrishna from Usha Investment Group LLC. Welcome back to Multifamily AP360, the show where we discuss 360 degrees views on mindset, passive and active multifamily investing. For those who are looking for tips, strategies, best and challenging experiences. Also, I request you to share it with those who might benefit and leave a rating and review. Today's our guest is Wesley Ayers from VFR Capital Investments. Welcome, Wesley. Thank you, Rama. Thank you. Sure. Little bit about Wesley. Uh, Wesley is a proud Marine veteran with over nine years of active duty service that brings a strategic outlook and goal-oriented mindset to the team. Wesley has mentored and trained over 2,000 individuals for leadership and development roles. In late 2018, he turned down an operation management opportunity with Amazon to begin actively networking within the real estate investing community. Quickly building relationships with other like-minded entrepreneurs, he has created an extensive network of accredited investors who believe in his vision for method- methodically acquiring commercial assets. Wesley is an enthusiastic leader and brings with him skills crucial in building successful teams and driving performance. So with that, Wesley, you want to add anything to your background? No, just the fact that, um, you know, I started the team that we're on now, VFR Capital Investments, late November of 2020. Um, There's three other founders with me. And together, since we've come together in the past, was that 18 months now, we've managed to take down 862 doors and uh, we're still scaling and it's uh it's been a a very fast and crazy journey awesome and thank you for sharing that so would you share what is the reason behind choosing syndication on real estate multifamily yeah so you know like a lot of syndicators out there i wasn't sitting on you know stockpiles of of a lot of money just to go out and buy my my uh you know my assets out directly so when i came across syndication you know that whole strategy of leveraging equity leveraging a management team to and partnering with you know investors uh you know you didn't have to have all the pieces to uh you know in internally with you to still get the job done i felt that that was a great uh strategy for my background and my experience that i had of putting together effective teams so i, I felt that that was the right fit for me and also you're strong and very enthusiastic and building, you know, strong teams. So would you share, you know, a, a little bit, you know, more about that, why why it is very important? Yeah. So to me, uh, you know, like I said, you don't have to have all the right pieces. You know, a lot of people get stuck in thinking that they need to have all the right pieces. They need to know everything there is to know uh, before they even get started. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I don't think you can ever know everything there is about real estate. So having the right team in place that can pivot is is important and in fact, crucial. So, you know, with building teams, you know, both internally, you know, with what we got here at VFR Capital Investments, as well as, you know, partnering with other co-sponsors, uh, I think that's uh, that's that's very strong to be able to leverage other people's skill sets, other people's experiences, as well as, you know, not everyone is. I like to look at any market that is, you know, really performing well. Um, so I don't want I mean, I'm based here out of Texas and there's a lot of great markets here in Texas, but there's also good markets in North Carolina. There's also good markets in Florida. So what I like to do is find a good co-sponsoring team that, you know, thinks like me and has a good what I mean by things like me is really has the same morals. You know, I, I, you've got to be able to trust your partners 
And you've got to know when they say they're going to do something that they do everything they can to deliver on that. You know, I don't like to say make a promise because you can't, you know, predict the future. No one has a, you know, a a machine that just says, yes, this is what's going to happen tomorrow. Uh, But you, you want to make sure that you've got, you know, that synergy amongst other teams as well as amongst your other partners. Uh, so that way, you know that you're overall going to be able to to work together and and still be successful uh, reaching your goals. Yeah, that is very, very important point. We, we cannot control future, but definitely with the right team, we can you know go in the right direction. And you're also very strong in leveraging network. And w- would you elaborate on that? that? Well, yeah, I mean, just from experience and, and what I've been doing up to this point, uh, you know, I've, I've come across a lot of people that, uh, that they don't deliver. And then I've come across a lot of people that that do. So, you know, you obviously want to maintain the relationships of the people that, you know, are going to deliver and are going to be an asset to to your projects. So um, that's something that if someone comes to me and they say, hey, I, I'm, I'm trying to find something in in Florida. Uh, you know, I've got this project under contract and I just need to someone that can help, you know, be asset managing or or be boots on the ground for for this project. You know, we've got the money, we've got all of this, but we're we're up in New York. Um, you know, that's something where it's like I've got a handful of people that I know that that are as successfully managing properties that, you know, I could call and say, hey, got something that, you know, might be of your interest and and, you know, if you could help someone out, that would be great. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm all for creating win-win situations where everyone involved is is ultimately reaching their their goals. Uh, so that's something that with the right network, if you leverage that properly, you're going to be able to have more wins than you are more more fails. Yeah, totally agree on, the, on those points. What markets are looking firstly uh, and why, what is the reason behind it? Yeah, so right now I've built a, a fairly large acquisitions team for, for our company. There's a little over 11 of us total. Um, and the reason that is, is because we're looking at about a total of 21 states, um, you know, anywhere from Arizona, Utah, all the way across to North Carolina, South Carolina. And, you know, looking at as far north as Nebraska, Iowa and Michigan. So there's there's quite a few great markets out there, um, you know, that that I would love to buy in. Some of the things that we look at in our marketing is is the job growth rate, the population growth rate, as well as the average household income or median household income. So that's some of the key measures that we look at. Now, there's a, a whole long list that we could go into as well. But, you know, there's more than just one good market. And if that's just something, you know, with having a network and with having, uh, you know, the desire and the bandwidth internally, we can, you know, we can effectively screen across multiple markets, knowing that we do we have an asset manager for that market? Yes. Do we have people that would invest in that market, you know, hitting all the right projections and, and the right business plan of an asset? Yes. Okay. Then that's what we want. So you know, as a good syndication team, you got to realize what your your main goal is. It's not finding stuff for you. You're not looking for you. You're looking for your investors. You know, so that's why it's very good to always keep a good pulse on what are your investors looking for, what are your co-sponsors investors looking for, and figuring out okay that there's your parameters, there's your marketing criteria, there's your investment return criteria, and there there, there you go. So that's what you're looking at. 
So with our network, we have people that are there. They don't care what market it is as long as it hits the right returns and hits the right, uh, you know, criteria of that market. So why not? Why not look? I mean, I don't think y'all have noticed. I don't think anyone would disagree, but it's getting it's getting crazy in DFW right now. It's getting crazy in Austin. It's getting it's getting crazy with the number of people trying to buy in these markets right now. So why not look in other great markets? So that's kind of that's kind of our thoughts behind that. So what's your current take on current market situation? What do you mean? So how do you see current market, you know, uh, cap rate compression or uh, inflation or, you know, uh, interest rate hikes? Yes. So, you know, we're, we're sitting here at the beginning of May and just in the last 30 days, the feds have raised almost, what, 100 basis points now. And they're saying they might see another 50 before they finally stabilize. So we're looking at what markets we're we going back into. We're going back in 2017 to 2019. That's where we're really at. I think that is going to, in my opinion, shift from a seller's market to a, all right, we're going to see that, that, you know, that plateau of market, you know, cap, sorry, not cap rates, but uh, average unit mixes and uh, or unit rates going, you know, not as far north. I think with what we're going to see coming up now is it's going to be a little bit more of a, a buyer's market coming up. So I think looking at the markets now is very important. You know, Warren Buffett said, when others are greedy, it's time to be cautious. When others are cautious, it's time to be greedy. I think we're fixing to see that flip. I think people are about to see, okay, I know some, and we have a commercial mortgage brokerage as well. So we're seeing it firsthand with some of our clients that they're coming to us going, hey, I had a bridge loan. Uh, We went under contract 45 days ago, and now we're looking to close in two weeks. And my interest rate just spiked up, uh, you know, 100 points. And now it's not, my deal doesn't work. Rate caps are, uh, rate cap blocks are are almost tripling in some of the prices. Uh, We just, we don't have it. it. It doesn't work now. Is there anything we can do? Or, you know, asking if there's anything I can do. I mean, I can only do so much. But it's it's getting to where people are going to start getting more and more cautious and more and more deals are going to start not not hitting the returns that they wanted. You know, two years, those that bought two years ago, getting ready to refinance and thinking they were still going to get a three and a half to sub four interest rate on an agency loan or permanent debt. They're seeing north of four. That's going to affect their projected returns. So overall, I'm seeing cash on cash going down. But, you know, if you if you buy it right you're still going to be able to hit decent returns on the back end. So um, I think that's just where you've got to understand what's what's happening here. And, and that's why it's so important to stick to a strong performance, stick to a strong business plan. Because when you start just trying to make numbers work, you're going to, like I said, you're going to, you're going to get it done. You might get it closed. You might get it raised for, but when you turn around and now the, the it's, it's on you to operate it, does it run at how you build it? No, because you you built it for yesterday's market instead of tomorrow's market. So I think that's why it's important to understand what's happened in the past throughout history of you know real estate and look at okay when you see the shift what happened before or how did how were people successful during that turn and then you've got to study that. So um, which kind of goes back to who do you got in your network? You want experienced players that have been through the downturns, that have been through the upturns, that have been through all the different swings and still been able to be successful. So, yeah, it's it's fun times <laughs> for sure. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. Uh, really great points. So would you share any any best real estate or multifamily experience so far? 
I would I would have to say my best experience so far has been overcoming my failures. Uh, to be honest, I've learned more from you know seeing stuff just fall apart, and how not just me but how my team reacted to that. You know, I've been on a lot of teams that when fire started arising and and problems started kicking off, everybody fell apart. Everyone starts turning on each other, getting aggravated with each other, wanting looked at looked to someone to blame. And it just, it was miserable. Uh, my team here, I mean, it's not that we enjoy it. You know, I don't enjoy problems, but, you know, we thrive when the pressure is is really on us. And that's something compared to any team out there, I believe in my team's going to get the job done. You know, it's, we're not, we're not perfect. We're not miracle workers by any means, but I know we're going to be side by side with each other and getting it, getting it done is, is something that I know um, that, that we're big on. So my best experiences is that the worst problems and seeing how everyone pulled together to, to fix it. That to me has probably been some of my best experiences throughout my time in real estate. Cool. Yep. Thank you. So would you also share any challenging experiences? Well, yeah, uh, I'll tell you about my very first deal. Uh, very first deal was probably one of the funnest challenges. <laughs> and I mean that in a completely uh, sarcastic way. Uh, we got all the way down to two weeks from closing and we had a co-sponsor on the team that was supposed to be able to raise the full raise. It was only a $1.5 million raise. Uh, so nothing outrageous. And, you know, every week that we checked in, yeah, 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 I got a guy. Yeah, 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 I got this guy. Yeah, 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 we got this. It's it's going great. It's going great. Okay, well, you know, everything else got done. The lender's done. The due diligence is done. We're, we're ready pretty much just to be looking for, all right, we need to we need to get that money in the in the bank account so that we can close. Where are you at? And then, you know, same story. Oh, I got this guy. Oh, yeah, I'm waiting. on. So it was like, okay, that's good and all. But if you needed to wire money tomorrow, where are you at? And then there was a good long pause, which followed with, I guess, zero. <laughs> so here we are two weeks from closing. And our lead capital raiser that's been telling us he's good the whole, you know, 45 days up to this point says he's got zero dollars in the account. Well, it was uh, it was a fun experience there. But that's when we really internally, everyone was like, well, what are we going to do? So we reached out, started talking to as many other co-sponsors as we could, really pulled together. Uh, my wife hates this story because I had to say no to a family vacation because um, <laughs> I knew like I, if I went on a family vacation and this deal fell apart, I would never forgive myself. So, um, you know, she basically went on a family vacation with four kids by herself. And, uh, you know, I had to make that up to her. However, uh, we ended up pulling together, finding the right people to come to the table. And we got that across the finish line. And and uh, that was our first asset. It's 100 and now it's 122 doors in Lubbock. And uh, it's it's, you know, it's been going well. So that was probably one of my funner experiences that was like, oh, boy. So, but you know, at the end of it all, like I said, it's, it's not a matter of, in this industry, it's not a matter of, are you, or are you not going to face problems? It's a matter of when. So it's, who do you have in your corner? Who, who is there with you in the trenches to face those problems with you? And because I picked the right team, we were able to get that done. Awesome. Yeah. That's a great experience. And thanks for sharing that. Uh, and any one advice that you have received have impact on you? Oh, uh, yes. Oh man. There's a, I, I love those, uh, you know, motivational speakers and, and a lot of that, but the, the ones that I like hearing the most and listening to the most that, that they're speaking from experience, you know, it's, it's realistic experience that, that they will give you that, uh, you know, one gentleman just 
very early on, he gave me some advice and said, look, if you're, if you're looking to do something, you know, you got all these rules of what you can and you cannot talk about, depending on what type of raise you're on and all this, he said, but nothing stops you from talking about the markets. So one thing that I've realized in this industry is you're, you're not selling anyone. You can't sell a savvy investor on why to invest with you. You have to educate them on why you think this is a strong investment and the right investment for them. So piece of advice that I've kind of picked up on over the, the years is educate. And in order to educate, you must do the you must do your own research. You must study what you're looking at and being able to, as they say. So the piece of advice that I got was if you cannot explain it to a fifth grader enough for them to understand it, you don't know it yourself well enough to be doing it. So <laughs> I guess that would be that. So make sure you know what you're doing, you know, and you, you make sure you have the right data in place to build a plan off of. Got it. A- any books that impacted your life and what way? Oh, um, yes. Some of the ones that I like is, is more of the, like I said, around the leadership and around, um, around the mindset. You know, I love Atomic Habits. It's a great book. Uh, but another one that's that's been big for me is extreme ownership. Um, you know, that's that type of leadership. I think it's really big in the military. But I've I've learned since my time in the corporate world as an entrepreneur, I've realized how similar combat is with business to business. And when you look at combat by definition, it's something that's forever changing, always challenging. And the likelihood of conflict is high. Now, the only difference there is the conflict that you're you're facing from business to combat. But all the training and all the mindset and all the this you know the skills that they they develop in you and instill in you in the military they work for business as well. So you know one of the that, that extreme ownership about at the end of the day people want to you know get so caught up on whose fault it is. And if you're the leader, it's yours. So that's how it is. I'll walk into the middle if there's a in a meeting. And if if there's a problem, I, I'm the first one to say, yeah, my fault. What are we going to do? Let's let's work on a plan to fix it. So no one's you know, we're past that point of whose fault it is. Who are we going to blame? Blame me. I don't care. But I'm also going to be there to help find the solution, because at the end of the day, if if we're spending too much trying to point fingers, you're you're not going anywhere. So, um, you know, I like that extreme ownership book um, would, would be a good one for anyone that's going to truly try to be a leader of of their team or or themselves even yep that's powerful and how are you giving back to community yes so whenever i started this i was living in a shack i was making twenty four thousand dollars a year it was just me and my my daughter and um my bedroom i could not sleep in because the roof was caving in and it was leaking so my daughter got the good bedroom and i slept on the couch so I knew that I was that was just seems to be my journey. I always had the roughest road to, to, to walk down. It was just a rocky nothing. Um, so how I really gave back is once I figure something out, I pay it forward. So that's how I've really scaled up VFR Capital Investments is by giving back through knowledge, through experience, through lessons learned, through not just my mess ups, but for other people that I've been around when I saw them mess up. I'm trying to prevent someone from making the same mistake that's already been made. Got so it. Cut someone from having to take all the dead ends. They'll find that right path faster. So that's truly how I've done it is, is building a, a building a training program to build up my team. And now we're we're offering to co-sponsor with other teams to help them through their journey. Awesome. Awesome. And how can listeners can connect with you? 
Yes. So you can find us on Facebook or LinkedIn and just look for VFR Capital Investments. And that VFR is for veterans and first responders. Um, you can look us up on that Facebook or the LinkedIn. And then if you want to reach out to me directly, uh, my direct email is Wesley, W-E-S-L-E-Y, at VFRCapitalInvestments.com. Awesome. And thank you very much, Wesley. And uh, thanks for sharing your experiences around team building, leveraging network, and your best and challenging experiences. Yes. Thank you for having me on here. I appreciate it. Sure. Thanks for listening to Multifamily AP360. Check out the show notes and grab the freebie on our website, ushacapital.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with those who might benefit and leave a rating and review. Follow me on my social media. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you next time.